you ever thinking of taking a vacation to Rhode Island, the first question I have to ask is, what is wrong with you? Like, how could you do that to yourself? Lived in this state all my life, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. We're the worst state to retire, fourth worst state to do a bi to start a business. Uh, apparently, we're the rudest state, but that's a Instagram thing, so that doesn't really count. I think we're fairly decent. We drop a lot of F-bombs and stuff. We curse a lot. We're fast talkers. We use a lot of our hands to talk. Other than that, well, I figure we're pretty good. But the politicians, they're all morons. Everybody in charge of everything should just be fired, investigated. Like, I, I don't know. I think we need to bring back the guillotine because this is insane. We have a bridge that's been worked on for, oh, God, since I worked at my other job in Bristol. So it's got to be going on 15 years now. Well, it wasn't until December 11th where a junior engineer decides to take a look at something and sees that there's this one pin that holds some cement columns in place. The pin was broken, right in the middle. And apparently that's enough to cause a catastrophic failure where they practically shut down the bridge. Now, this bridge is pretty much the main bridge between Providence and East Providence and Barville and all this other stuff. If you knew Rhode Island, you'd understand. The other way is going all the way down the other side of the state and then coming across Newport. But you still got to go back that way. It's insane. 100,000 people go over this thing. Now, my wonderful governor, Dan McKee, who took over from our last wonderful governor, Gina Raimondo, this woman was the worst thing to ever happen to Rhode Island. The greatest part is now she's the commerce secretary for the entire country. If that doesn't go to show you that we just hire people based on, I don't know, looks or because they're a woman or something, not the fact that they're qualified to do their damn job, so the pin, mind you, was found by a junior engineer, a junior engineer. Now, you know it, a big construction company, you got engineers, you got senior engineers, you have inspectors, you have directors. What do all these people do if a junior engineer just takes one look and spots it? Now, the fantastic thing was, the question asked to our governor is, should this problem on the Washington Bridge have been spotted sooner? My answer is yes, we've been working on this thing for 15 years. What are we doing here? Now, his response was, there was nothing else that could have been done beforehand and instead credits Rhode Island's Department of Transportation's bridge monitoring program. That process caught this at a point in time before a catastrophic event happened. What you're seeing here is the system working. What the hell kind of twilight zone is he living in? When one pin can cause a catastrophic failure, they shut the bridge down. We were days from a catastrophic event. So the bridge monitoring program can only tell you a couple of days before the bridge is going to totally fail. Nuts. So my favorite quote from this whole thing, well, besides inspections were made in July and there wasn't any reason to close the bridge. He provides pictures of the pin. You can see that there's either parts of the cement or a steel beam or whatnot completely rotted away, and then you have rust on this pin. Now, I am a rust expert. I rust everything at the shop, and I know good and bad rust. This was horrible. There's no steel you're looking at. You're just looking at rust, and it seemed like you could have hit this thing with a hammer and chips would have fallen off. First, they said that uh, it would be three months. Now, if you know anything about the state of Rhode Island or politics in general, when they give you a time frame, it's almost like that movie, The Money Trap 
where the guy, Tom Hanks asked the, the contractor, how long is it going to be to redo the house? He got two weeks. Wow, two weeks. Okay, no problem. Well, the whole movie went on by the guy saying two weeks and months would go by. Maybe a year went by. He kept on saying two weeks. So when you hear them say three months, you knew it was going to be bullshit. Well, a couple of days ago, they said they may have to dismantle the whole bridge. This is a major bridge. Now, mind you, they closed it December 11th. This was right before major holiday shopping. Everybody does everything last minute, especially in Rhode Island. So downtown Providence would have been a, a madhouse. And getting in and out of there is just insanity. It's almost built like Boston. Very small side streets. Uh, two cars can barely fit up it. So if you have a truck or you got deliveries going around there, it's impossible to navigate. So here we are now. They may have to tear it down. They said it's a might be a partial, but you know if they say it's a partial rebuild, it's a full rebuild. And oh, I don't know. I just can't get over the fact that we have these people in charge and it takes pretty much an entry-level person in that job field to spot the issue. Nuts. Now, in July, there had to have been a major stress crack because a pin like this, a two-foot-long steel pin, this has to be, I don't know, eight, ten, maybe a foot around. This had to have had a stress crack at some point. What are they looking at? They said a, a, they now need to do a deeper inspection with inspectors. Well, what were they doing before? Just looking at it with blindfolds? Like, it's insanity. My niece could have pointed this out. That's my five-minute rant on the shit show that is my state of Rhode Island. So you can kiss tourism goodbye. Anything that was going to happen this year that might have helped the... Yeah, no, it's, it, it's all downhill from here. Yeah, this new this director we've had, Alviti, who was picked under Gina Raimondo and her infinite wisdom. Yeah, he kept on. He always says that. Well, when I took over the road, the bridges in Rhode Island, we have a thousand a thousand that were deemed structurally deficient. We were the worst in the country for that too. And he's like, "But we put in a place to fix them. During eight years, we fixed over three hundred bridges." Now, some of these bridges are very small. They're going over just a little river. So I've seen Japan take out an entire section of a highway and put a bridge in in under 48 hours. So what are we working with here? Not to mention when we were working, we're also working on this 610 connector, which ties into 195 and 95. It's a whole shit show. Yeah, the company we use that is building the uh, or fixing, quote unquote, the Washington Bridge was also working on the 610 connector and they were dumping bad dirt there all that was like contaminated and shit after they said they put in the bid they were like nope this is the cost of the dirt no the scumbag gets shit dirt and then puts it there and now we have to take it all out not to mention i'm pretty sure there was bad concrete poured there and we're building like huge highways it makes no sense you you just know a whole bunch of people got paid off to get this contract because we never used to use this co uh, company before they were out of massachusetts we used to use a rhode island company but again gina Ramundo decided to go to massachusetts now this is why i'm saying people were paid off and you think giving the government more money is going to fix your problems you're an idiot don't trust the government or people in charge because they're all absolute morons now, having said that and going on that seven-minute rant about the state of Rhode Island, there's this really cool company that I saw on Instagram, and it's in Rhode Island. It's in uh, this town called Cranston, called the Cranston Fancy Wire Company. Fascinating thing about this is the kid who was doing the Instagram videos, 
He's got this whole shtick. I want to say he's probably in his mid-20s, maybe early 30s. He dresses up very old-timey. I want to say maybe in 1940s, 1950s get-up. Something I would consider my Pepe would be in. My Pepe was a construction worker, but he always kind of wore like button-down shirts and everything, and that man would never come home dirty. It, it always fascinated me because, man, if I paint a wall, I get more paint on myself than I do on the actual wall. So to see his little shtick, the Cranston Fancy Wire Company, what it is, it's these beautiful rolling machines. Now, we used to be big in Rhode Island, Massachusetts for jewelry. I want to say in the country during the early 1900s. So all the machines that are in this shop are all from the late 18, early 1900s, and they're all rolling mills, and they have these beautiful dyes that they'd put bands of silver or gold or copper through, and you can make beautiful cuffs for women or, or bracelets or just have inlays for fancy jewelry boxes. It, it's all very ornate stamps. And some of these stamps have not been seen since the 50s, maybe 60s. To see this kid just bring this company back and he's gone through all the machines. And if you know anything about machines, the early machines, if you just actually oil them, they, they will last forever, much better than anything today. This guy, all he did was, it used to be old hand cranks. Well, he just modernized it with a foot pedal and a motor. The whole story about this was, I guess in 2018, uh, these two guys, Kevin and Vincent Potter, they came to Providence. They were looking for antique jewelry dyes. This is when they found the Cranston Fancy Wire Company. The company was with its second owner, and he actually had to close the business it doesn't explain why he had to close it. When they arrived, they instead of buying dyes, they bought the whole company. So all the dyes that have been with that company since 1867 are now in circulation. They'll offer different patterned wire and metal sheets and copper, brass, and silver run through the original 1800s rolling mill that came with the company. Beautiful. What I thought was actually fascinating with this was Taking an old company like that, it how do you modernize it or how do you reach a broader audience? I think they're doing a beautiful job. Just Instagram videos. They've gotten quite the following from it. What are they at now? They're at 44,000. Not bad. Most of the videos they get about 3,000 views on. But once they showed the final product of these beautiful cups, um, their highest video is 75,000. Good for them. I'd like to actually try and work with them or get them on the podcast. But what they also did was created a monthly subscription box for dyes. Uh, you can have pancake dyes, impression dyes, different shot plates, textured plates, and stampings. Now, it just depends. You're going to run it through a mill. You're going to use a hammer and die. Um, there's a whole bunch of different ways to use this. But a monthly subscription box for 50 bucks a month, you, they give you... I don't know how many sets actually, but you can bet your ass that I'm <laughs> I'm gonna buy one of these because I'm very much into all that. I like I have a big collection of rocks and I always wanted to do something with jewelry. I try to do wire wrapping, but my hands are they shake, so I can't do that finer detail stuff. But hitting stuff with a hammer, I'm I'm your guy. I think you should check them out. Cranston Fancy Wire Co. on Instagram or just go to potterusa.com. That might be the holding company that owns Cranston Fancy Wire. Fascinating story. I wish these guys a lot of luck, and I definitely want to get them on the podcast. I'm going to get to some cool AI news in a second, 
I just want to talk about, you remember that company Neuralink that Elon Musk had founded and it was going to be those brain implants that could help you, I don't know, use devices or maybe it was a whole device in there. I just saw this on Twitter right now. Three hours ago, Elon Musk tweeted, the first human received an implant from Neuralink yesterday and is recovering well. Initial results show promising neuron spike detection. The first Neuralink product is called telepathy. It enables control of your phone or computer and through them almost any device just by thinking. Initial users will be those who have lost the use of their limbs. And then he writes, imagine if Stephen Hawking could communicate faster than a speed typist or an auctioneer. That's the goal. I love the idea for people who have lost the use of their limbs to, to be able to use something like that. So that's cool. But as a healthy person, I don't think I want to risk anything going in my brain. My brain's already against me. I don't need to add technology to do even more damage. So uh, that was pretty cool. I can't believe Neuralink's actually finally done on a human. That's something I've been waiting for for a while. I didn't think it was actually going to happen. Though I look forward to the news articles about that one. There's this startup company called Prophetic AI announced an AI system called Morpheus One, and it's designed to induce lucid dreams. Do you know how bad I've always wanted to do lucid dreaming? I tried everything I've read in any book, so lucid dreaming is where you you know you're awake in the dream. Like you know you're you and because my dreams are all crazy. I'll, I'll be at a, a building and then it kind of morphs into a car and like my dreams never make sense. But to be able to control that, oh boy. It's the first AI focused on using targeted ultrasonic brain stimulation to trigger controllable conscious dreams on demand. It's a, a headband device called the Halo, obviously. That will detect when the wearer is in REM sleep and then use Morpheus 1 to induce stabilized lucid dreams based on desired themes the user selects ahead of time. So holy shit, this is um, Total Recall today. Oh man, now I actually gotta Google Total Recall because it might have taken place around now. 1990 movie, because that's the one that really counts. Never saw the new one. Don't care to. Arnold, my guy. Oh, okay. Well, in the movie, it was actually a memory implant that went wrong. But I think somehow he ended up, still ended up being on Mars. So I'll have to rewatch that movie. But I do remember, like, he, he put on a halo and he got shot up with something. And then he was put into this just kind of, like, cool chair. Yeah. Then he was at Mars. So holy shit. As a semi-tech nerd, that would be something I would possibly buy depending on how much it is. Slated for beta release in spring 2024, with plans to ship the Halo devices in early 2025 if the prototypes work as envisioned. I'm curious to know if you're in your REM sleep, if that kind of keeps you in your REM sleep, so it becomes one of those crazy, you can't wake up type of things, unless somebody maybe turns it off. You know, if it should malfunction, that'd be wild. Oh, shit. Uh, One of the great comments I read about it was, wait till advertisers get a hold of this baby. Oh, that would really piss me off. This dream is brought to you by McDonald's. Have a Big Mac. What I'm kind of excited about, I didn't get to actually do this podcast over the weekend. That bummed me out. But I do have six pages of notes on AI stuff. But I'm already 22 minutes into this. I'm trying to get it up tonight. So I'm probably going to make it 35, break it down to about 30. So I'm not going to use too much of my AI stuff for today. 
One thing I did want to talk to uh, talk about was at Samsung Unpacked, they talked about their Samsung S24. I'm not sure if it's strictly the Ultra, so I'm just going to say this, the S24. But that's incorporating AI. I believe they have an onboard, they have a chip on it with AI. And then a lot of the stuff you're going to be using from the phone is going to be from the cloud. But they said they're going to start charging for that in about two years. So you get to use it for free with your phone. One thing that sucks, it's amazing for this for the phone. And I didn't think it was going to happen so, so fast because I had just talked about this product at CES last episode. But it seems like Samsung is just going to steal the thunder with that. And it's auto live translators uh, verbally and on screen. So you could verbally tell your, you know, you can talk to text. Well, you can do the talk to text and then it'll translate it to whatever language and then send the text very much with talking as well. It'll talk and then it'll translate to whatever language is being spoken to the other person and vice versa. So that's wild because there was a whole product just dedicated to that. There, I, in the video, it didn't seem like there was actually any delay. Like there would be a delay, but of a couple of seconds because it was translating and there's not there's no subscription for this, so I really feel bad. I cannot remember the damn product, and I'm not going to Google it right now because I'm kind of on a roll. It's 13 languages. I believe the other one had 48 or 60. All right, and then the I believe the onboard AI chip uses the Gemini language model. It sucks. I actually bought my S23 what, four months ago, and there's no way in hell. The S24 Ultra is $1,300. I'm going to assume if you got an AI chip on the thing, the $1,300 one makes sense. I don't know if it comes with any of the base models or the upper tier ones. I want to say it's just the Ultra. You could do voice memos with this thing. The AI will actually summarize it for you. So you can just talk to it forever or transcribe things and then summarize those transcriptions, have a meeting, do the same thing. Fascinating thing with it. it it's called Circle to Search. You got to say you got a picture of a person wearing sunglasses. Now... You can circle the sunglasses and it'll search the sunglasses for you and knows what to search for. It'll just go through everything and, and then boom, pull it up. You want to buy them right here. That's insane. You can do the same thing with people, uh, animals. You could do it for anything, any type of picture. I believe video as well. The camera, of course, upgraded phone. You're going to have an upgraded camera, even if it's pointless to have it i i find it's pointless i'm sure photographers disagree but it's like i, I don't care about an extra megapixel the pictures are beautiful as is but there's going to be ai in the camera so it it'll change the lighting of the the photo as it after it took it or maybe do it through the lens i'm not quite sure how it how it does that but it's also built in the editor so if it sees the picture it'll give you advice on how to tweet the picture so Oh, do you want it looking good for Instagram or Facebook? Or do you want it as a thumbnail? And it may change things based on what you choose. And that's available January 31st, two days. If you buy one, let me know how it is. Then in Microsoft news, Copilot's actually now using GPT-4 Turbo, which actually saves you $20 a month from OpenAI if you don't want to use ChatGPT anymore. All you have to do is go to copilot.microsoft.com. And just right at the bottom, that's using ChatGPT4 Turbo. 
That's awesome. <laughs> the cool thing with Microsoft now is they're going to have a subscription fee later on, but it's going to be incorporating AI into everything on Copilot or Copilot into everything, Excel, Google, the internet. It's just going to be integrated in it. And to use that, I'm sure that's going to be $20. But this is kind of cool because I'm trying to get people more involved in the AIR aspect. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be up my ass about that. But I think I know a lot of people who just aren't creative like me. And, and for me to use this, it, it's awesome. So I want to just encourage people. And I think R is the best way to do it. I know when video gets better, that's going to be a much easier sell. Like Nobody wants to... I'm sure a lot of YouTubers out there, or future YouTubers, are just stuck with the fact like, how do I video myself, or how do I do this, or how do I do that? Well, pretty soon it's going to be, you just type in a prompt and it'll be made for you. So I just want to encourage everybody to use it. So Microsoft doing that, that's pretty cool. Again, you want to try that stuff out, you want to do images, or you want to use GPT-4, then um, copilot.microsoft.com. I saw a talk between Bill Gates and Sam Altman. Sam Altman's been doing the rounds uh, this past couple of weeks. He said a very much the same thing in every speech. He was talking about AGI. He said it will get developed in the in the near future. So I take that couple of years. That's about everybody's time frame for AGI, three to five years. So I'd I'd think three. One thing that did stand out to me in his talks is he said for AI to advance, there needs to be a major energy breakthrough. And obviously, AI is going to figure out the energy breakthrough. The problem isn't the GPUs now. It's actually the power consumption that AI is causing with all the data centers and all the GPUs. And Meta alone said that they were going to have 600,000 h100s from nvidia i believe it was the h100 but sam altman also said that gpt may need to be uncomfortable in the future and that kind of intrigued me because what does that mean he wants a more personalized approach with gpts it would kind of assume or figure out your religion where you are what your identity is like not identity where you stand what your morals are and then it would tailor its responses to what you believe, not necessarily what he believes or somebody else believes, but to your beliefs. So you're not getting this sort of all-in-one information that everybody's getting. You, you got a different perspective on it, I'd, I'd say. So more power and more personalized. Now, I did want to end up on end on this because this is... Freaking nuts. Researchers at the Mohammed bin Zayed University of Artificial Intelligence in Abu Dhabi say they developed an AI tool that can pretty closely copy a person's handwriting. Holy shit. They said the, the model just needs a few paragraphs of writing to be trained. People could not distinguish the mimic handwriting from the actual handwriting, and it was satisfying to see that kind of validation of the performance. The team also acknowledged that the potential for forgery and other nefarious uses were very real. So they claim we're very cautious about it because it could be misused. Handwriting represents a person's identity, so we're thinking carefully about this before deploying it. In my mind, there's really not much I need something to 
right down for me, especially with voice to text and things like that. Why do I need stuff in my own handwriting? Somebody did mention to me the fact that if you're a politician, you're sending out letters to all the campaign donors, you know, they got that shitty electronic signature at the bottom. This could be a more personalized approach, but you still know the guys are not signing 100,000 of these at a time. So it's got to be a printer. With this uh, crazy side, there always comes a silver lining, I guess. The researchers on the team told Bloomberg in an interview that they'd work on tools to prevent forgery and that their invention could also be used to interpret illegible writing. Looking at you, doctors everywhere. <laughs> so, I don't know, maybe it could come up with um, a way to determine if a signature is actually a person's signature or if it's a forgery. Of course, I would say if it closely mimics it, it's going to be hard to tell. But I don't know. The way AI is, maybe they could see the finer the finer details. A machine might be have a nicer flow, whereas a human, you could see pressure points. So that's it. We got uh, AI copy in your handwriting. We got Samsung coming out with AI. Oh, that was one other thing I want to say, if I didn't already say it. The Samsung S24. It can do instant slow motion for high def video. What it does is it fills in the gaps in the in the between the frames. So if it's missing a frame, it'll fill those gaps in. So it looks like a perfect slow motion video in high def. And all you have to do, I believe, is just hold it down. That S24. I think I might have to go to the uh, the Verizon store just to play with it. Maybe I'll I'll come back uh, after. Well, yeah, next week. I, I got to see what that does. I'm not gonna get one. But I have to play with it. Oh yeah, Rhode Island's still a complete shit show. I don't foresee that changing anytime soon. We're in the next decade or two or three or four. I hope we get AI politicians because I would totally listen to those guys over these clowns. And that's it for this week's episode of Coffee Milk. I'm Mark Laporte. Thanks for listening.